I think it all depends really on the people you meet along the way and how they help out. It's sort of the, the reason why I decided to go with the theme of teamwork in my World Barista set. I really wanted to showcase how through the people I've met and through the people who assisted and helped me, I was able to achieve bigger dreams that I could achieve alone. Welcome back to the Fifth Wave Podcast. I'm Jeffrey Young, Editor-in-Chief of Fifth Wave. June 2023 saw the 23rd annual World Bristol Championships taking place in the glorious city of Athens. Hosted by the Specialty Coffee Association, this renowned competition invites talented baristas from around the world to compete in a series of grueling coffee challenges in a bid to take home the coveted title of Best Barista in the World. But it's not just the trophy that counts. Winning also offers an unprecedented platform for international recognition and a powerful voice within the global coffee community. And this year's winner, Borum Um, is more than ready to take on that mantle. Born in Brazil to South Korean parents, Borum became the first Brazilian winner in the competition's history. Borum is founder of Um Coffee Co., a boutique specialty coffee business based in Sao Paulo. I was lucky enough to catch up with him fresh from his impressive win to talk about the competition and his plans for the future. In this conversation, Boron discusses his mission to educate Brazilian consumers about the joys of homegrown specialty coffee and shares his pride in becoming a role model for the next generation of Brazilian specialty coffee professionals. Welcome, Boron. Thank you so much. I'm very grateful to be here today. You've just been crowned World Barista Champion, so we're really delighted to have you on, and, and congratulations first and foremost. How does it feel? It feels great. I, I think a lot of it hasn't really hit yet in terms of reality. It's been crazy couple weeks doing interviews and taking care of the media, mm-hmm. but hopefully it will sink in soon enough. Could you give us some background on yourself and how you got into the coffee? I started a different career path. Uh, I, I went to school in Boston and I went to, into the financial sector. I worked with managerial consulting for a few years. But back then, my father, who immigrated to Brazil when he was 12 years old, has been always working with uh, foreign exchange and exporting uh, products from Brazil to Korea. And back in 2005, he began exporting green meats and he just fell in love with coffee. And he started dreaming about potentially... Uh, retiring with a coffee farm because he was so much in close contact with coffee farmers back then. And obviously he regretted it because he's not really retired. He's working a lot more uh, now that we have coffee farms running. Uh, But back in 2009, we acquired our first farm in Brazil and we began uh, producing coffees. And around 2014-15, I was unsure of what to do with my life. I was like in the middle of this regular consulting career path. And I started to get interested in coffee because obviously my father was working with coffee and I began getting into the quality control side, working a little bit with exports and trying to help out on that commercial side. And that's how I found the specialty coffee market and high quality market. And then in 2015, 
I went first for my Q grader course and I was able to acquire my Q grader diploma and I was super thrilled to be working with coffee. It was a, a whole new universe for me. But then working with high-end or high-quality Brazilian coffees was still very at the starting phase back then. I think still it, it has a lot of hurdles for us to overcome. And we had a lot of doors shut down into us, especially in Asia at that time. People saying like, oh, like there's no high-end or there's no high-quality Brazilian coffee. You guys only work with commercial stuff. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. And, and I understood that I had to learn a lot more about the market and a, a lot more about the product itself. So the idea came into me in 2016 about opening our own coffee shop in Brazil and, and running our roastery in Brazil because it would be a great way to understand the coffees that we're producing. And eventually, for me, it would be a success to be able to convince Brazilian customers that there is high-end Brazilian coffee before I adventure further into the international market. We opened our first coffee shop in a remote neighborhood because my parents used to work here and we had a, a small piece of real estate that we could use. And... Within the first six months, it was like a crazy success. We had so many people come in and so many uh, prizes being won already in the city. So it just became a, a thing a lot larger than we imagined. How many shops do you have today? Today we have six shops. They are all within Sao Paulo City. It's just a massive city. I think our population runs around 25 to 27 million people. And I think there's still plenty of more space to be opening specialty shops here. So it's been our main focus market. And so roasting, it, does that also include wholesale roasting out to other businesses? We opened our roasting business, envisioning being able to do a little bit of everything in terms of wholesale and cafes. So we've been supporting cafes, restaurants, hotels, and offices with our wholesale beans as well. And what's the scale that you're operating at now? I would say we're still considered a very small scale compared to most roasteries around the country and abroad, but we should be running around roasting three to four tons a month today. You have interesting coffee farms. Tell us about yes. that. So back in 2009, we purchased our first farm in South of Minas. It's one of the most traditional regions in Brazil but also super well-known for high quality due to good altitude and good climate. So we purchased a farm in Campanha, which is a small municipal area of South of Minas. It's about three hours drive from Sao Paulo City. And that farm is a little mid-sized farm. We have about 120 to 140 hectares of production, which in Brazil is considered pretty small. But We've been working with some of the most traditional coffee lots and, and experimenting with many different varietals in that region. And then back in 2012-ish, 2013, we started to explore a little bit of different regions around Brazil. And we understood that some of the different states of Brazil have very distinct terroirs and very distinct characteristics of coffees. And we were uh, lucky enough to meet and, and see some producers in Espírito Santo, which is a different state. It's more higher altitude. It reminds me a lot of uh, Central America. Almost none of the producers can be actually mechanized, at least the Arabica producers in their region. So back in 2019, we finally found an interesting piece of land 
that we could acquire. It's a much smaller production. It's about 30 hectares, but it's where we do most of our experiments today. And we're investing a lot in high-end and high-quality coffees. You've just been crowned World Brewster Champion. Was that a dream for you? When, when did your desire to compete uh, begin? Yeah, I think the coffee industry can take us in, in so many different directions. Initially, when I opened the shop in 2016, I was aware of competitions because I was visiting many uh, different expos like World of Coffee, US SCA, but it wasn't really a, a dream from the start. I thought it was very intriguing and interesting seeing barista competitors compete up at world stage and, and really showcase innovation in the industry. And I began really because I thought it would be an interesting way to learn more and, and really gain experience in the market. So at first, when we opened our first shop, we started um, investing mostly on our baristas to compete. So we had a few baristas compete in Brewers' Cups and barista competitions. But obviously, we learned that there's a lot more into competitions than just building a, a nice presentation and, and choosing some nice coffees to present and getting into the comps like that. Uh, we had some interesting results, but we, we were never winning our national levels here. So back in 2019, it's when I sort of decided to compete because originally I wanted to learn more how competition works and how I could transmit that information to my baristas and our teams and share that kind of knowledge. And eventually we started forming the dream of bringing the World Barista Championship title to Brazil. Uh, it, it's something that our market has been seeking for so long. And in many ways, I didn't really think like I, I should deserve to be the first Brazilian World Barista Champion for many reasons. Obviously, we're not really a traditional coffee family. Uh, I'm son of Korean immigrants, so there, there's a little bit of that that went into the back of my head, but eventually we started really working hard into it and, and seeing how much benefit we could bring, not only to showcase better high-end and high-quality Brazilian coffees and showcase Brazilian producers and showcase our profession and here in Brazil as well, because it has, it has grown so much in the last few years. It's funny how things happen, but sort of the initial impact that I had with specialty coffee and so many doors being closed to me because people weren't really open to specialty Brazilian coffees. And now being crowned the world barista champion using Brazilian coffee today, it sort of, it seems like I, I was able to close a cycle. I was actually at the San Paulo Coffee Festival when you actually won the, t the title from Greece. And it was just, there was just a huge amount of excitement down there and pride that a local barista had won the world championships. So tell me, what does it take to win a competition like that? And how long did you train and what skills did you develop over the process? Honestly, I don't think there's a, a proven type of recipe in terms of like how to win world barista championship. I think every world champion had definitely a different journey. Obviously, there are some important points. Like I started investing uh, my time and efforts uh, strongly into the technical side first, uh, understanding like technical score sheets and, and why they matter for our quality of drinks and, and things like that were quite important for me. I think it all uh, depends really on the people you meet along the way. 
and how they help out. It's sort of the, the reason why I decided to go with the theme of teamwork in my World Barista set. I really wanted to showcase how through the people I met and through the people who assisted and helped me, I was able to achieve bigger dreams that I could achieve alone. That could be elevating Brazilian coffee quality. That could be winning World Barista Championships as well. So I think two things is really investing on the technical aspects and understanding how competition works and obviously understanding where we can get most scores and being really truthful to your qualities as a barista, but also finding the right people who will be able to elevate you and uh, make sure you bring in the best performance in World Barista Championships. Normally, I like uh, comparing World Barista Championships to Formula One. And the reason I say that is because it takes pretty much an entire city of people to help you get there on that day. And everyone is there to help you perform your best on the competition time. And, and no doubt there could have been a little bit of the management consultancy uh, skills might have come with those score sheets. Presumably you have lots of technical analysis, uh, the skills that you might have developed in, in your former career. Was that useful? I guess so. I think score sheets are, are, are probably one of the most important aspects of performing well in, in barista competitions and, and really trying to tie those score sheet aspects or details of where you can get more points into how you create your theme and how you build out your speech and how you select the coffees. It, it's def definitely ideal. Not only the analytical side plays into effect, but obviously the experience as well. We've been working on this for over four years. I've competed three times in WBC, and I think the amount of experience definitely is a way also to bring that knowledge in. I think most of the competitors who go into finals in a world stage have been competing at least over four to five years in, in barista competitions. So understanding that it also is a long-term commitment it's very important for uh, new barista competitors or people who dream of one day becoming world champions. How are things going to go for specialty coffee in Brazil? It certainly looked like there was a lot of interest at the San Paulo Coffee Festival with all those new brands that we saw, but it still seems to be a small part of the market, given the fact that Brazil is such a huge producer of coffee. I think uh, especially coffee still hasn't really reached the masses in Brazil. But I think the competition venue and, and being showcased of Brazil being uh, the first time winning a World Barista Championship, it's a great opportunity to market that. So like right now, it's I feel like the sky is the limit. So like all the opportunities open up. And I've been investing a lot of my time like currently to do regular Brazilian media and I think that is one big way of bringing awareness into our local specialty coffee market. It's incredible because I get to talk about high-end and, and high-quality coffees to the general public. It's incredible. I think that is a great opportunity. And I think that will showcase more about our profession in Brazil. Obviously, baristas in Brazil are, are still not well-known into the public. And I think that is a great opportunity because all this media attention is able to bring this kind of knowledge to all of our population. So I think that more and more and more opportunities will come in. I think more people will invest in specialty coffee, more people will be interested in getting into the industry. And I think that is a great thing for our market. Hopefully I want to 
give back a little bit and assist and help a lot of the baristas in Brazil as well. I had the privilege of competing in the world stage, being able to invest our company funds and working hard into get, getting into world championships. But not every barista has the same kind of uh, resources. So I'm excited about really pushing our profession further and, and improving our, our professionals here back in Brazil. And also, uh, obviously, being a world barista champion also involves uh, representing the entire coffee market. And I hope to really be able to showcase and promote more Brazilian coffees, not only from our farms, but also from other producers and really being a good role model about Brazilian coffees to different countries and different consuming countries. So one final question. You're the son of Korean immigrants and coffee is obviously off the clock in Korea. Has there been any any connection there too? Um, Any Korean press picked up on your incredible achievement? Actually, there has been a lot of interesting opportunities, the Korean press. I think the day I won, it was also announced in the news that like Son of Korean Immigrants won World Producer Championship. So it's a great opportunity to promote on both sides and bring a little bit more awareness to Korean immigrants also yep. into Korea, which is really enjoyable. It's been very interesting because during the day I'm doing talks and interviews for Brazil and then at night I'm on phone calls, doing interviews in radio and TV in Korea. So it's been very amazing. And, and I'm so grateful to be able to talk about our story and talk about Brazilian coffee. Yeah, well, really love the theme of teamwork that you went out with. Also, I'm in awe of how you can now be a role model for new baristas, creating jobs, creating opportunities, creating livelihoods. It seems like great times ahead for the Brazilian coffee industry. Thanks for joining us here today on Fifth Wave. Thank you so much. And that's all for this week's Fifth Wave podcast. Please subscribe to the Fifth Wave wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've enjoyed this show, please recommend us to a friend or colleague. If you want to stay informed, visit worldcoffeeportal.com to get access to all the latest global coffee news, including the weekly coffee dose, our newsletter collecting all the big coffee news stories of the week. This episode was produced in the one and only Serendipity Studios in glorious Camden, North London. It was produced by myself, Jeffrey Young, Hannah Heath, James Harper of Filter Productions, and sound engineering by Chris Bristow. And this week's song, in collaboration with The Coffee Music Project, is Wave With You by Natalie Oliveri, featuring Funk LeBlanc. And until next time, stay safe, stay passionate, and stay caffeinated. <laughs>